on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Heck of a win for the Brewers today. They knock off Toronto 10-3 with the win. They take two of three from a very good Toronto team. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauly, coming your way from American Family Field. Vinny Rotino will join the program in just a little bit after he wraps up his television responsibilities. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the program, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly. Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The Brewers win today 10-3. They score eight of their 10 runs in the first two innings. As for a second straight day, they were really able to take advantage of their opponent's starting position today, or starting uh, pitcher. It was uh, Jose Barrios, who just bluntly was not very good. Two and two-thirds innings, eight runs on eight hits, one strikeout, two walks. He gives up two home runs. How about Rowdy Telez hitting two home runs against his former team? You know this one had to feel especially good for him. And uh, doing it against Toronto and also doing it uh, in a series where in the first game of the series he had some big opportunities at the plate and did not come up with the big hit. Uh, it's been I'm watching him right now. He is uh, down on the field uh, talking with people. It's family day uh, here at American Family Field for these uh, players and a lot still going on down on the field and you can just tell that this was a, this is a game that was a really big moment for him just against his former team and finally getting that opportunity to really be an everyday guy. So good to see the Brewers do what they did that second inning featured a little bit of everything. There were some stolen bases. There was a bunt single. Uh, you have the home runs in the game. Like You just don't see those type of innings uh, anymore. But that was fun. For all of you out there who lament the fact that maybe we don't see as much small ball in baseball today, that was the inning for you today when they put up the five runs in the second inning. And it was a... Uh, it was a good day all the way around for the Brewers. Chichi Gonzalez, he got the start. He gives up a three-run home run in the first inning, settles in after that, doesn't give up another home run. The bullpen was able to hang in as uh, the combination of Jandel Gustave, Trevor Gopper, and Suter and Trevor Kelly. Uh, they pitch uh, the final uh, five innings, and they do not give up a run. So, yeah, this is just good. When you look at the better wins this year for the Brewers, I think you absolutely can put this game on that list. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Vinny Rotino will join us in just a little bit. Brewers get the win over Toronto. Final score, 10-3. They take 2 of 3 from the series. In the series, this is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Now the stretch. Barrios deals again. Swing and a drive to center and deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Rowdy Tellez. And the Brewers are on the board. 
10-3, the Brewers get the win over the Blue Jays, and they take two of three in the series. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino will join us in just a few moments, have you till 5.30 this evening. If you want to join the program, the way to do it is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, at Brooker Scott tweets into the program, says, Are you happy with Chichi Gonzalez getting another start, or would have you have preferred Ethan Small? Does Small have anything left to prove in Nashville? I think it was the smart move to go with uh, Chichi Gonzalez today for a few reasons. First off, uh, Gonzalez is a right-hander, and against this Toronto lineup, uh, you're, you're apt to have more success with a right-hander on the mound than a left-hander on the mound. This Toronto team is really good against left-handers when you look at the right-handed bats uh, that they have. So when you're, when you're deciding between those two individuals, I do think the handedness matters, right-handed versus left-handed. But also, let's Let's get into Ethan Small a little bit and what he has done since being with the Brewers. So he made that one start against uh, Chicago, and he had a hard time throwing strikes. That, that was the issue for him that day. He had a hard time throwing strikes. So since that outing with the Brewers, he has made four appearances for AAA Nashville. His first appearance did not go especially well. He did not pitch out of the third inning Gave up seven runs. Admittedly, only three of them were earned, but he does, he gives up seven runs in two and two-thirds innings. His next start, he pitches against Memphis. He doesn't pitch out of the fifth inning. He goes four and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs. He has five walks in that game. Then his next start, he pitches against Memphis again. He only goes four innings, and he issues four walks. Now, his most recent outing was really good. Arguably his best start of the year, certainly one of his best starts of the year. Pitching against Gwinnett, he went seven innings, one run, three hits, and here's the key number. Ten strikeouts and one walk. That is, that is fantastic to see, the ten strikeouts and one walk. I think the important thing for him is for him to follow that up with another good outing at AAA. So, yeah, I, th- I think there is. So to answer this is a really long answer to a short question. Is there anything more for him to prove at AAA? Yeah, I think there is. Because he had gone back-to-back-to-back outings at AAA, not having great outings following his one big league start, and he finally kind of put it all back together here in the most recent start. Now, can he do that in back-to-back games? Consistency is going to be the key with Small. His stuff plays at the big league level. There is no doubt whatsoever that his stuff plays at the big league level. The question is, does he know where it's going when he's throwing it? And he's got to throw strikes more consistently. So if he does that at AAA a little bit longer, I'd rather not see kind of that – because here's the other thing. If he comes out and he's just not throwing strikes and he has a short outing and you have to go to the bullpen early, not only does that impact you that day, it's going to impact you moving forward. Now, that doesn't really apply to today. Gonzalez gives you four. That was probably always kind of the plan for him. There's an off date tomorrow. You just activated two pitchers off the injured list and added them into the bullpen. Like Today was a day where you could use 
the bullpen very liberally, and the Brewers were able to do that. But if this is yesterday or if this is two days ago and Gonzalez is making the start, he probably comes back out for a fifth inning. You try to push him for five. So I would say, you know, Brandon Woodruff's coming back into the rotation. He's going to start coming up on Tuesday against the Rays uh, after the off day tomorrow. So things are kind of normalizing out a little bit. I don't know if Gonzalez is going to have the opportunity to stay in the rotation, but if it comes down to the question of, keep Gonzalez in the rotation or go to Ethan Small immediately, I would go with Gonzalez just because uh, he's somebody that, um, yeah, at the, I just want to see more consistency from him at, uh, at AAA before he gets that next opportunity. Doug Texton says this game went exactly the way they would have liked, put a big number up. Chi-Chi goes four, bullpen spotless, looking better with God and Gustave back. And now it's good to see Luis Urias coming around some. Need him a lot that Renfro is out. Luis Urias is a huge part of this team offensively. I think he's banged up. You know, a lot of people were discussing in the um, in the press box, and I don't know if it's been discussed downstairs or not. Uh, when Urias scored on the double from Narvaez, where Narvaez was thrown out at third, uh, there was a the, you know why, why is Narvaez trying to turn that into a triple? Because he had no shot of getting into third base on that. And it, it might have just simply been a mistake, but there was the discussion about whether or not he was trying to almost bait a throw to third to give Urias more time to get home. Now, the, the, the throw was never coming home. When, when the relay man got that ball, he looked home, and he clearly made the decision not to throw home. And then he looked to third, saw Narvaez going second to third, and made that throw. So Narvaez going to throw, going to third, had zero impact whatsoever on whether or not Urias was going to score there. But the conversation in the press box was, is Urias so banged up right now that Narvaez basically sacrificed himself on the bases going to third to try to make sure to bait a throw to third uh, to help Urias come home? And I like... I don't know if that's true or not, but that was the conversation in the press box as people were trying to figure out why Narvaez tried to take uh, tried to take third base on a play that was obviously and clearly a double. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers get the 10-3 win against the Blue Jays. We've got more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And fun to watch. Willie Adamas, base hit to left. First ball hitting, he hit a line drive and scored. Davis easily. And the Brewers add another. Brewers get the 10-3 win over the Blue Jays today. They take two of three, go into another much-needed off day, and then back on the road as they will open up a series against Tampa coming up on Tuesday. Brandon Woodruff will start the opener as he comes off his rehab assignment. Speaking of rehab assignments, Colton Wong hit a home run today uh, for the Timber Rattlers and manager Craig Council saying just a little while ago that Wong, after playing the two games uh, with the Timber Rattlers, is in good shape and you can expect to see him back in the Brewers lineup come Tuesday. So Brandon Woodruff and Colton Wong both back in the lineup. Again, this team is getting healthier. You hope that there's not any other shoes that drop from an injury standpoint. They just have not been able to stay healthy all season long 
Hunter Renfro goes on the injured list today. Uh, you still have Freddie Peralta, who's out for probably at least another month, if not more than that. So certainly uh, injury issues do remain out there, but there is a little bit of health coming around here at the moment. In fact, we get a text message from the 414. says a two-part question. Do we uh, have any knowledge of how hard, hurt Hunter Renfro is? Second, can Andrew Benatendi play center field if needed? So Renfro spoke with the media prior to the game today about his current injury. Injury status because he got placed on uh, the injured list today with the calf issue. And he said that he didn't know where he injured the calf. He also uh, said um, that the, there's kind of, I don't know if confusion is the right word, but basically there's some pain that has gone along with um, just walking. So he said 10 to 14 days he would be back. You don't know if that's uh, you know how, how official that's going to be. So, no, I guess the, the short answer to that is we don't know how injured he is. Uh, walking hurts. So if walking is hurting, then you're probably not going to be running. That would be my answer. As far as Andrew Benatendi playing center field, not preferable. Like it's not really a position he plays. Uh, and yeah, Tyrone Taylor is an, an outfielder right now for this team that's giving the team a, as good of at bats as anybody there. You know, Christian Yelich is doing a nice job in the leadoff spot. Uh, but I, I would be uh, hesitant to uh, place uh, Andrew Benatendi in center field if the team were to go acquire him. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Vinny Rotino joins us after this. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Falling. Marios deals, swing and a drive to right and deep, way back. Two home run day for Rowdy Telez. Brewers beat Toronto 10-3. Brewers extra innings rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauly, former Brewer Vinny Rotino here as well. And Vinny, this just felt like the kind of game that the Brewers really needed to have. Yeah, they needed to have this one. And after the first inning, they were down 3 nothing because the best player and hitter we have ever seen with our own two eyes every one of us Alejandro Kirk you know leads off the the game with a three-run home run in the bottom of the or the top of the first and so it felt like oh boy here we go again and then they respond so this is the first time we've seen really the Brewers respond well to an early deficit they did so with eight unanswered runs and then they attack on two two more later so it was a win that it was just kind of like an easy win which they haven't been uh, very plentiful to come by lately. So that was that was a great job by the team today. Good win. Let's go to the phones. Thomas is on the east side. Hey, Thomas, you're on WTMJ. Thomas, are you there? Thomas going once. Oh, all right. Go you're ahead, on the air. Go ahead, bud. I thought you were going to talk to Vinny for a little longer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Matt, you and I um, kind of disagreed at one time about um, small ball. And I know that you weren't such a fan of it anymore. And it looked like it was going away. But look what happened today. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Thomas, uh, this has been a big topic of conversation. It's not that I'm not a fan of it. It's that it it's hard to string hits together in today's Major League Baseball. That second inning, Vinny, today, 
I loved every part of it. It was it, there was action, there was excitement, it was fun. It's what we want baseball to be. So when I talk about teams not playing small ball and not bunting and not doing things like that, I'm not saying don't do that because it's not fun and entertaining. I'm saying don't do that because it doesn't work in today's game. Now everybody in is going to come out and say, well, look at today's game. Look what happens when you do it in today's game. Well, today is one of 162, Vinny, and I loved it. I loved every part of it. And yeah, maybe there are some things. Can can a team put a bunt down a little bit more every once in a while? Can a team steal a few more bases? Can teams be better, uh, you know, just situationally hitting and making sure to get the ball on the ground to the right side if you've got a runner at second? Yeah, teams can do that stuff more. But taking a step back and saying that should be how you build a team, that doesn't really work in today's baseball. Well, on the whole, on the aggregate, right, if you bunt, you're not going to score as many runs as if you were going to play for the beginning. I think that's kind of what research and everything thing has taught us now what the caller is saying is I think what he's saying is like at least be able to do it at least try to battle uh, especially with tough pitchers on the mound at least try to you know get that sack fly we saw all this today yeah. we saw a bunt base hit by Jace Peterson he, he 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 was trying to get the runner over and he ended up getting a hit by dragging a bunt towards first base and he hit, put it in a perfect spot now that does put pressure on the opposing team on their defense in in the ability or inability to defend that bunt so you know i, I get that part i think it just doesn't make sense in terms of you know the amount of runs that you're going to score in the aggregate on the long term is not, you're not going to be able to do it but yeah we're all for battling and trying to hit singles we're all for it um but you know uh, a home run is essentially just a missed line drive and that's what they say uh, these guys aren't I, I don't see it on this team. They're not trying to hit home runs. They're trying to have quality at-bats, and they're trying to, you know, they, and then a just-miss line drives a home run. So I think that's what we're seeing from this team. And if, if you can, and you know what, the Mets have done it a little bit. If you can build a team that plays the way the Brewers played in the second inning today and you can win consistently, I would love it. But look how much money the Mets have spent to create that and just the way they developed it. It's just, it doesn't exist. So it's, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because I love see, I, I, that was a, as, as enjoyable of an inning as we have seen this year. It's just not something that's sustainable. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, you're talking about the Mets. Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, you know, Brandon Nimmo, Eduardo Escobar, Starling Marte. I mean, these are names. Mark Canna, they paid for. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 difficult to put a lineup out there. Now, I think what you want to do, you, you don't want to become the Kansas City Royals either, where you have a, a lineup full of Nicky Lopez's and things like that. I know that they have a, a couple of bats sprinkled in that lineup as well, but you don't want to have just guys that put the ball in play, don't strike out, don't walk, and don't hit home runs, right? So you want to be able to have some sort of mix. I think the secret sauce, the secret formula, I don't think there is one. You're just trying to mix together the best lineup, the best roster you can construct in order to act, you know sprinkle some of these guys in, like a Luis Arias who is going to battle. We've seen Rowdy, uh, I'm sorry, we've seen Willie Adamas really battle lately and, and follow off a bunch of pitches and go deep in, in counts. So these, so it, it, there is no secret sauce to it. These are human beings, and they're trying to get on base and 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 get 
quality at bats best they can. Um, but it's it's difficult to put it all together and just it's just a hard hard game and we're all trying to figure it out. And I know the Brewers front offices as well. Before you get out of here, Vinny, I just want to mention Rowdy Telez's day and take a step back even a little bit on his day because not only does he hit the two home runs, he hits the two home runs against his former team. He hits the two home runs two days after a game where he had some big missed opportunities on Friday night. And there was a cool moment before the game. Um, a young man who is autistic, who is a big fan of Rowdy Telez from his Toronto days, they drove down to Milwaukee from Toronto. He got him a jersey, signed it, and presented it to him uh, before the game. So that was something that took place right before. And then he goes out and has the two home runs. Like you talk about a a perfect day. Rowdy Telez had a perfect day. Yeah, that's a really cool story. I mean, you just love to see stuff like that in the game. And, and Rowdy Telez had three home runs on this homestand. And before that, he came in, he was, there was 20 games that he did not hit a home run. So he had a big drought, 82 play, plate appearances without a home run. And so it's great to see him start to get that home run stroke back. I think we see him a little bit, just be a little bit too hard on himself at times. And I think that prolongs some of those, you know, hitting adjustment periods that he goes through. Um, but, you know, he'll learn from that and learn not to do that as much because this is great to get this version of, of Rowdy back. Hopefully it carries through. Chichi Gonzalez gives up that three-run home run in the first inning, so it kind of uh, dilutes his day. Three runs in four innings doesn't look great, but he, with the off day tomorrow and the pitchers that you just come off the injured list, he did not have to go deep in today's game. You mentioned, I mean, Kirk is just out of this world right now. He more than gave the team a chance to win. Chichi Gonzalez did his job. That's 31 starts out of 38 starts since 2019. He's made 38 starts since 2019 that he's gone at least four innings. And that's really what you need needed from uh, from Chichi. And I think that's why the team acquired him, uh, because he's going to give you innings. He's going to give you bulk. He's not going to be one of these guys like we've seen from the Blue Jays, really high-paid starters, quite frankly, in the last two days. Kikuchi and Berrios, really high-paid guys. They can't even get through three innings, and so that's going to just destroy your bullpen going forward. Chichi gave him four. He did pitch pretty well. I think momentum was on his side as well. After a team scores eight runs against you, you you're, you're at-bats aren't as good. You start to press a little bit. That Probably not going to show up in any data and analytics, but that's a real thing. And so that helped him a little bit. But he did a great job throwing strikes, pounding the zone, working quick. Uh, Chichi Gonzalez, we'll see what happens with him going forward with Woodruff coming back. But I liked what I saw. 10-3, Brewers get the win over Toronto, take 2-3 of three in the series. We've got the news in two minutes. We'll hear from manager Craig Council after that. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 10-3. The Brewers get the win against Toronto today. Brewers Extra Innings rolls on here on WTMJ. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Quite the day for the Brewers offensively. They score 10 runs on 13 hits. They score 8 of their 10 runs in the first two innings. And as manager Craig Council sat down to speak with the media just a little while ago, he opened up by uh, discussing his team's run-scoring performance. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a day where, you know, I think the offense really picked us up um, and gave us a gave us a great cushion, um, and it was you know up and down the lineup um, that that obviously Rowdy had the big day, but up and down the lineup, a lot of guys did good things, and um, where they they just they carried us today, and they made it they made the pitchers' jobs, uh, you know, much easier today. 
How important is that, you know, that first inning homer just to get you right back in the game? And- yeah, I mean, for Chichi, well, a little, little, it resembled the St. Louis game actually, where we gave up some runs and then, um, you know, we had, we got we got a run back. Uh, I think Willie hit a homer that game, um, but it just puts you right back in the game. So Rowdy's homer just just puts us right back there, and it's a ball game. Um, and then and then, you know, then Chichi was good. He was he was good for three innings and, and got us to a good point with a that we felt with a rested bullpen that we could uh, be be a little aggressive with the guys, um, and they. they all did a great job so but the offense was the story today and they, they were awesome the homer balls obviously it's the most efficient way to score but is there something particularly satisfying about kind of like a well-executed small ball rally like you guys put together in that second yeah i mean jace's bunt was was great um you know we, we stole some bases um and i, I think just you know I, I don't know about that i just think we kind of kept Barrios just on the ropes, you know, we we never let him up, um, and then we made it tough. He never like felt he got going until we had eight runs on the board, and he got going a little bit in the third inning. But um, that that's what today felt like, you know. We just made it like tough on him, and it, like it's frustrating in a pit when you lay a great bunt down when you steal some bases. Yeah, it's frustrating. And that's a guy, Craig, who's given you, you know, he's pitched well against you guys over the years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's been a good pitcher in this league for a while. Craig, you got uh, five scoreless innings out of your bullpen again. Just over the last couple of days, you know, your pitching staff against one of the better offenses in baseball. Yeah, well, it was good to get a couple guys back today and get them out there. And, and so Gustave and, and Trevor, who we think can um, really solidify the middle of the games, kind of demonstrated that today. Um, and that, you know, that's... And again, a game like that where you create a lead, you know, you and you, you keep that lead going into the later innings. I think that's that's what those guys are here to do, um, and, and they did a fabulous job of the day. And so, glad to have them back. Do you worry yet on Colton? Did he clear his? Assignment? Uh yeah. Uh, all reports so far, Colton did did had a good day. So you expect him with you on Tuesday? Yes. Tampa? Yes. How about Ashby, Craig? Did he he, he throw yesterday? In uh, Ashby's going to throw a live BP tomorrow. So he threw today. So, I mean, everything's going good. Live BP tomorrow. There's manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a few moments ago. Also, a little bit of breaking news here. The Cardinals lose to the Cubs in 10 innings by a 6-5 score. So while the Brewers take 2 of 3 from a good Toronto team, the Cardinals lose 2 of 3 to Chicago. And the Brewers are once again alone in first place in the NL Central thanks to uh, a 10. And they had a lead in that game. They lost Jack Flaherty as well. He, uh, a guy who just cannot stay healthy. He left the game with a shoulder issue today. So the Brewers have exactly what they want to have happen today. They play a really solid game, and they move back alone in first place in the NL Central. How did it all go down? We'll tell you. We've got the highlights coming up in just a moment. Brewers pick up a 10-3 win against Toronto. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here, go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 10-3, Brewers get the win over the Blue Jays to take two of three in the series pitching matchup today. The Brewers have Chichi Gonzalez on the mound while Jose Barrios gets the start for the Blue Jays. It did not start well for the Brewers. Top of the first did not go well at all. George Springer leads the inning off with a base hit, and then with one out, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. walks. So there's runners on at first and second for Alejandro Kirk. The pitch. 
Swing and a fly ball hit to center. Well hit. Warning track. And it is gone. For Alejandro Kirk. 3-0. The Blue Jays lead in the first inning. Little did we know that would be the last we would hear from them from a scoring perspective. Brewers have a three-run first inning of their own. Christian Yelich leads the inning off by walking after a uh, pop-out from Willie Adamas. It's the former Blue Jay, Rowdy Telez. Now the stretch. Barrios deals again. Swinging a drive to center and deep. Way back. Get up. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers are on the board. 3-2. Andrew McCutcheon then comes up to the plate. He is called safe at first, but they go to review, and he is ruled out on replay. So a ground out for McCutcheon, but a base hit for Luis Urias. The next hitter is Omar Nervais. Bang, bang. Swinging a liner to right center and deep. Get in the gap. It's in there. This could score another run. Urias around third. He's going to score. Omar Nervais is going to be out trying to go to third on a double, and it tied the game. Back even at the end of one inning, 3-3 is the score. Nothing from the Blue Jays in the top of the second. Bottom of the second, Brewers take the lead for good. The inning gets going with Tyrone Taylor at the plate. Offering. Looping liner, left center, base hit. Could be two. He's going to try the throw. Coming on, he's in there with a belly flop swatting double. Jace Peterson then puts down a beautiful bunt single, moves uh, runners to first and third. Peterson steals second, so runners at second and third for Jonathan Davis. Two-strike delivery. Swing on a base hit up the middle. Absolutely. Throw back to third, and hanging on there is Jace Peterson. So the Brewers take the lead. Christian Yelich then has an RBI ground out and it scores Jace Peterson. Jonathan Davis moves to third. The next hitter is Willie Adamas. And fun to watch. Willie Adamas, base hit to left. First ball hitting, he hit a line drive and scored. Davis easily. And the Brewers add another. Not done yet. Remember Rowdy Telez hit a home run in the first inning. Well, he comes back up to the plate in the second. Marios deals. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Way back. Get up. Get out of here and gone for Rowdy Telez. He just hit another one out of here. Five runs in the inning for the Brewers, and they lead by an 8-3 score. Another scoreless inning uh, put up by Gonzalez in the third. In the fourth inning, uh, Gonzalez gives up a, and I should mention, Jose Barrios' day would come to an end in the bottom of the third, and he would be replaced by Matt Gage. So Blue Jays starter uh, Barrios just did not have a very good day. But in that top of the fourth inning with Gonzalez pitching for the Brewers, he gives up a one-out hit to Santiago Espinal, but then Lourdes Gurriel Jr. does this. First one, lined on one hop, picked nicely by Peterson, goes to second just in time to get Espinal, who is down behind the second base bag. Peterson had to hustle that throw as Urias was a little late covering the bag. So that's the final out of the uh, fourth inning, and uh, that is the final out of the day of Chichi Gonzalez's day. A good four innings for him, gives up the three-run home run, nothing more. So his line may not look great, but he absolutely 
does do his job for the Brewers today. Jando Gustave comes into pitch. He was just activated off the injury list. He throws uh, the fifth inning and also the sixth inning in the sixth inning. Gives up a leadoff hit to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Alejandro Kirk follows that up with a base hit. So runners on at first and second, one out, and it's Santiago Espinal at the plate. And the pitch. Bouncer hit to Urias to second one and the relay. Yes! For the double play. It goes four to six to three. And no further damage for Yandel Gustave. The Brewers would wrap up the scoring portion of their day in the sixth inning. Christian Yelich leads the inning off with a base hit. The next hitter is Willie Adamas. Swing and a drive into the right field corner. Fair ball by Adamas. Yelich around 30 will be held there wisely so. So runners at second and third on the Adamas double. Rowdy Telez then walks. That loads the bases for Andrew McCutcheon. And the pitch. Swing and a smash off the glove of Chapman at third. There will be no play on anybody. Andrew McCutcheon hit a bullet down the third baseline. Chapman got a glove on it, couldn't hold it. Another run scores. Everybody's safe. They ruled a base hit, and rightfully so. Hard hit ball by McCutcheon. Infield playing in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good scoring decision to give him the single. Luis Urias adds a sacrifice fly to score. Willie Adamas, a two-run sixth inning for the Brewers. That makes it 10-3. That ends up being the final score. Trevor Gott throws a scoreless seventh. Brent Suter comes in, throws a scoreless eighth. In the ninth inning, Trevor Kelly comes on, gets a couple outs in the inning, and faces off against a pinch hitter in Bradley Zimmer. New sign, and Trevor Kelly deals again. Swinging, drive to left. Well hit, McCutcheon back, waiting, catching, and this one is over. Brewers get the win, 10-3, the final score. Uh, with the win, the Brewers go to 42-33. and The Blue Jays drop to 40-32. and Winning totals for the crew, 10 runs, 13 hits, no errors. They leave six. For Toronto, three runs, six hits, no errors. They leave four. The winning pitcher is Gustave, his first of the year. He's 1-0. Barrios takes the loss, dropping to 5-4. and four. Home runs for the Brewers. Rowdy Telez hitting his 12th and 13th. Kirk sits his 10th of the year for the Blue Jays. The game lasting two hours and 51 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 35,503 folks. Brewers beat Toronto by a 10-3 score. We'll come back. We'll give you some scores from around baseball. and We'll get you set for the series against Tampa. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 10-3, Brewers get the win over the Blue Jays today. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings. Some of the notes from uh, today's game, courtesy of the Brewers Public Relations Department. The Brewers have now scored 10 or more runs in seven games this season. First time they've done it since June 15th against the Mets. It is the first time that they have scored 10 or more runs against Toronto since 1996. Of course, they do not face off against the Blue Jays uh, very often. Rowdy Telez, his seventh career multi-home run game, also his second this season. Ten of his 13 homers this year have come at American Family Field. Uh, Christian Yelich. 
gets his 600th career RBI. Uh, Willie Adamas against Toronto in his career, now hitting 333. Uh, so he has put up good numbers. And uh, Omar Nervaez now has four career doubles off of Jose Barrios. That's his most against any opposing pitcher uh, in Major League Baseball. So Nervaez with that double there uh, early on to uh, score Luis Urias. Let's go ahead and get you some scores from around baseball. Told you earlier, Cubs come back to uh, beat the Cardinals. And uh, with that, the Brewers, they are now alone in first place in the NL Central. Uh, in that game, the Cubs win in 10 innings by a 6-5 score. The Cubs score one run in the top of the 10th inning and then hold the Cardinals scoreless in the bottom of the 10th. Jack Flaherty makes the start for St. Louis, goes two innings, giving up just one hit, two strikeouts, two walks, but then he has to come out of the game with some shoulder tightness. So a guy who has not been able to pitch an entire season in about three years and uh, started the season injured, he is injured once again. Uh, the Cardinals did get home runs and loss from Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Brendan Donovan, and uh, Juan Yepes, uh, but it did not uh, matter as the Cubs came back to win. Cardinals led this game by a 5 5- Nothing score through three. Cubs scored five in the fourth to uh, to take a lead uh, and eventually, uh, or excuse me, to tie it up, I should say, and then eventually they would push across that run in the 10th inning, and that would end up being the difference. So with that, the Brewers are once again alone in first place in the NL Central. Elsewhere around the division, the Reds, they are in San Francisco right now, bottom of the seventh inning. It's all Cincinnati. They lead by a 10-2 score. Tyler Malley made the start today for the Reds, went six and two-thirds innings, allowing two runs on four hits, seven strikeouts, and one walk for uh, Malley. They have scored their 10 runs without the aid of a home run, a couple doubles, a, a triple in there as well. But uh, the Reds have uh, scored 10 runs on 14 hits as they are just singling uh, the Giants uh, to death in this one. And then the Pirates play. Playing the Rays, the Brewers' next opponent, and the Pirates lose to the Rays by a 4-2 score. As far as uh, the Brewers minor league system goes, we'll start with Low A Carolina. They lose at Down East today by a 7-5 score. A lot of eyes were on the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. They get a win against Quad City 6-5, but also in this game, Colton Wong, he hits a home run, and manager Craig Council, if you didn't hear it, he said afterwards that uh, the two games uh, for the Timber Rattlers for Wong went as well as, as it could go. So expect to see Wong activated and back in the lineup come Tuesday for the Brewers. Double-A Biloxi, they are just underway as they host Pensacola. That game is in the top of the first inning. And then later on this evening, it'll be Nashville matched up against Gwinnett. Josh Lindblom on the mound tonight for the Sounds. He comes in with a 2-4 and four record and a 3.54 ERA. Much-needed off day for the Brewers. They once again have been going through a period without uh, many off days, so they get the off day tomorrow, and then they will be playing in Tampa against the Rays coming up on Tuesday night. Brandon Woodruff, fresh off a rehab assignment. He is set to make the start. The right-hander is 5-3 and with a 4.74 ERA. Shane Baz will go for the Rays. He's 0-1 with a 4.15 ERA. 6-10 first pitch on Tuesday night. That means our coverage begins at 535, and I'll talk to you after the game with another edition of Brewers. Brewers Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.